guys, uh, welcome to the Our Point Podcast. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm Andre here. So, Hello. Uh, we are currently episode 11, uh, following up from our mental health uh, part 2. Today, we are going to be discussing... Um, Nothing in particular. Well, yeah. Sorry? Nothing in particular. <laughs> we don't have a set like topic, but we were just talking about no- the nomadic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we actually wanted to go with a more casual topic today so we didn't pre-plan anything or like we didn't want to focus on something too too deep or yeah. too too big so we're just going to take it chill mm-hmm. so we're just going to like see where see where the conversation takes us yeah yeah but yeah we we're talking about the, the nomadic lifestyle so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Andrea like Okay, I think like before before we like we, we go into it, like what 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 exactly is a nomadic lifestyle? Oh, uh, my definition of it would be uh, a backpacker who is like getting by week to week, so he doesn't really have a lot of savings in the bank. He's just um they might be just like finding a part time job and like earning enough money to get by. Uh, just like bare necessities and like essentials, right? Yeah. If you, if you want to look at the the Google. Oh, there's a definition of Google, right? Yeah. It's basically just people who travel from place to place instead of settling down. I mean, yeah, like, that's what nomads do. But mm-hmm. yeah, but like nobody, I think like, I have a feeling that this is something that people are looking into now. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I have no basis to say that, but I just, it just kind of feels like it. Maybe because I saw, I saw one YouTube video about it, like, couple of actually last year I think yeah I saw a single YouTube video by by this guy called Matt uh Matt Devella is it? No I don't know. He's a he's like a, a yeah he's a YouTuber who does like um uh productivity minimalistic uh stuff. He's okay. a like, sort of like a filmmaker kind of guy. Uh yeah that's all his video about about being a nomad. So mm-hmm. it's like he's like a digital nomad. So he just he just he has a he has a job. I think like making films and like doing like YouTube videos. Uh. Yeah. So like they just travel around the world. They just like like yeah they they live like very minimalistic lifestyles. So, like they just carry their backpacks, basic like essential stuff, and then like mm-hmm. they just go around working. Mm. And I think like the reason why I say that this is like something that 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 can be more and more popular right? because now nowadays we like with COVID right, we've shown that we can work remotely. Yeah, there's I no need to like a single location that that we can like remain in. So like, let's say you have a job, like, I mean like now nowadays like, because like this guy this guy he's a YouTuber, so his job doesn't really have a set location. But like yeah like, like remote work has shown that you know you don't have to be at your work to work. So so this this lifestyle itself like it's more feasible nowadays. You know, mm. going around everything. But yeah, what what are your thoughts, Andre? Like how how would you do it? And like yeah, what what do you think about it? Mm, just to go back to the definition of nomad, uh, I found like the similar uh like synonyms to be quite like interesting to give it a good idea because uh there's some people who say that nomads are wanderers or rovers, uh and then like the other definition for it is like for for the person it's like a person who does not stay in the same place for a long time. Like so, they are like a wanderer. So I guess like yeah. I found that like the idea is very appealing because like the lack of commitment is like a is um 
it's something that isn't really seen like much in the Singaporean society, right? I feel because I feel that there are a lot of um norms that Singaporeans have to like have to lean towards or have to like, yeah fit into. Like I guess there are a lot of goals that are prescribed for you. So uh it seems quite like straightforward that from from primary school you go to secondary school and then JC then NS then university for one guys. So um yeah. I guess like there's always a next step for you that's pre-planned. Like it wasn't even it was imposed on you. It was not a goal that you wanted for yourself. It, I found the idea very appealing because it's like you're setting a goal for yourself and you are working towards that goal. So you're 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 free basically. Yeah that the the freedom is quite appealing I guess. Because you're not conforming to a, a like a definition set, a definition of success set by society. So why don't more people do this? Obviously, you see in Singapore, like the idea of living a nomadic lifestyle is pretty unheard of. Yeah, I, I right. think even in Singapore, like renting a renting a flat is like uh, it's like oh, it's discouraged by the by the government, or at least like in the past, there's not a sense of belonging. Compared to, oh, is it if like, you own like a not, flat, not right? buying, not being a homeowner, or homeowner. Yeah, because yeah, okay. of like loyalty, right? Like, I guess it's good for, for nation building. The previous governments had the idea of making people more comfortable, I guess, or have a sense of belonging to their home. Huh? And if they own their home, like they have a stronger sense of belonging, as opposed mm, yeah. to if you rented the flat, right? So, mm-hmm. I guess, but th- I guess that's why, like, even like to rent the flat, it will be already you'll be a minority to rent a flat and to, to lead a nomadic lifestyle is even like it's even um more out of the norm I guess as in like uh, being a nomad in Singapore yeah I think it's possible though mm-hmm. like um it's expensive but but you can find you can find flats for around like 400 or like you can share an apartment with somebody you know yeah. what I mean? I think like yeah. there are more and more like of these 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 things, especially amongst like foreigners. Yeah. Or like uh, yeah, you know like PRs, or like mm-hmm. their, their parents like you know I know some people who are like students and then their their parents are in like China or something then they just come in and live on their own. Mm-hmm. They they rent apartments and share them with other like four other people or something then they split the cost. So they can, but okay, like, I guess Singapore like depends on where you live. You live, live if you want to live central, it costs about thousand, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, like prime estate, right? Thousand k a month, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's for one person also. It could be like, yeah. But I think like once you go out into like the the less like desirable places, but it's still convenient. I mean, like Singapore is not that big, mm. so you can you can you can probably spend about four hundred for one room, I think, in a month. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like like that's very rough numbers, like. I I remember I searched this up before, but I can't exactly remember. I know it's a couple hundred for the non not so like prime estate places, mm. which is I mean it's kind of affordable. Depends on yeah, four hundred a month. Let's say you make about about two k three k a month, like minimum is yeah, it's a it's a chunk of your salary like, But like you know, if you live a nomadic lifestyle, right, your lifestyle is supposed supposedly pretty simplistic and minimalistic, so you don't really ask so much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. what is the cost of living in Singapore, like on a? It's high, it's it, I guess it's generally high. quite high. Right? Is why why is it high though? Is it because people like spend money on food quite a lot, or because I guess if there's if we were to be more frugal with our food choices, we could get pretty decent choices at the like hawker center, and then if you were to travel by public transport or cycling, like you could save on that. 
even hawker center now is expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it. I, I, I it's, guess it's partly because of like the the Ukraine war also and the mm-hmm. GST hike. Oh yeah. Okay, I forgot about the GST hike. Yeah. Actually, a while back it was because of the water prices increase, right? I think that was so like everything yeah. increased. Yeah, everything. <laughs> I mean, like you think about it, right? The Ukraine war like increased uh, gas and oil prices, right? Yeah. So all oh, yeah, all our transport and like supply chains are affected because it just costs more to like transport things around. Yeah. And then Singapore doesn't have doesn't have natural resources, so like everything we get is is transported and imported from overseas. Yeah, and, and the so prices are also dependent. Price. Yeah, the prices are dependent on yeah. overseas prices. Also. So everything like increased price. Yeah. Even hawker center food. That also because they they were anticipating the GST hike, right? They also increased price. Oh, they increased some more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like uh, one is naturally increased, the other one is an, in anticipation mm. they increase. So as a result, everything is more expensive. Actually, the GST hike, like it, it will come in stages, right? Yeah, but people like, anticipated it to come this year. So they, they so I think like at the start yeah. of this year, right? Generally, businesses will do like a review and then they say, okay, we are expecting GST to increase, so we will just hike up the price now, so that people can get used to it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Even before the GST news was announced, but, but I like, think then after that they re- reviewed it, they were like hacking up next year. But people already increased the price, so it stayed the same. Yeah, I guess it's a good reason to, it's a good excuse to like increase the price also. And by increasing yeah. the price, like stepwise, like from seven to eight to nine, like they have more chances to increase their own prices also. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it, let me say it backfired now, but like there are other costs of goods that increased. Yeah. Hmm. Also inflation, that's why. Yeah. Apparently Singapore's inflation is quite high, I think. Yeah. I saw I saw this headline just today, like Singapore's inflation oh. rises to a 10-year high. Oh. Maybe I should yeah. find it. I heard Maybe it was actually, seven. I, I heard it was 7.9%, but I'm not sure. It's 2.9. It's 2.9. Sorry, I I must be looking at something other than statistics. Oh wait, no, never mind. It's 2.3. 2.9 in March. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm looking at last year's one. Okay, I'm getting a lot of numbers. <laughs> the one year ahead headline inflation expectation rose to 4.1% in March 2022. Okay, sure. I, I guess that's the expectation, the expected increase. But yeah, I guess I'm not sure if people's salaries are also increasing as much. And if I were to lead a nomadic lifestyle, um, I'm not sure if your salary would be able to match that also. Mm, the price sure. increase, price increases. I guess. Yeah, I think it's 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 also. It's not a very stable lifestyle if you think about it. Like it doesn't it goes against a lot, a lot of norms or like you see, you know. Yeah. People are, are, you know if you if you live life on autopilot after uni get a job after you get a job once you get stable income. Uh, prepare to get a house, prepare to get married, have kids, then die. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's pretty much your life. Then mm-hmm. I was thinking about it the other day, right? Like, on a similar topic, on a similar, similar train of thought, it's like, uh, most people in Singapore, right? We spend like our entire lives living in Singapore. Like most of our lives. Yeah. Aside from traveling and all that, like, like tourism. But like most of our lives, I, like most people in Singapore, we spend like like ninety percent of our lives inside Singapore, and Singapore is such a small part of the earth. 
we basically exist like in a in a, in a, an aquarium. You you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, I guess I do. It's like like, like this is like just a small a small like place on earth, right? And we and we just stay here. Yeah. And and know, we can say that also because we have yeah, so so I was gonna add that uh we can say that because also we are quite connected, right? Like we, we can travel overseas if we want to. Let's say we stayed in some countryside, then we won't we won't be able to do that. But but there's an opportunity for us to travel, but we don't. Yeah. 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 I mean people travel, but it's a big difference for like going to a country for a week and then staying in Singapore. Like, you know, uh, as opposed to the nomadic lifestyle where you don't have a set home. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, so you can spend like one year in this country, and then another year in that country, and then another year in that another country. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then like yeah, it's, it, it's just more. It sounds like a very exciting like idea la. Yeah. But I think like people who who have to pursue who want to pursue that kind of life, I right, have to be prepared to like sacrifice a lot. Yeah. Like you don't get the safety, the 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 comfort of staying down. You always yeah. have to like no travel. Yeah, I guess it's like a maybe it's like a. Um, young, young, younger generation kind of thing also, because I guess people get tired after a while, then they want to settle down. Yeah. Right? They choose to settle down. But when we were on the topic of getting a university degree, also, uh, uh, you were mentioning about how like, like in Singapore, it's also of, I mean, it's prescribed that you ha- you should get a, a undergraduate degree, but and so I guess like, but it's also quite necessary. But people don't think of undergraduate degrees the same way as like masters, right? Yeah, you were saying that like people who, like as in, when it comes to master's degrees, like people people think that oh maybe if you want to you can, but if you don't want to it's like fine also right, but people don't have the, the same. It's just the, the the social norm It's like it's norm. It's like you think that if you get you get pressurized to get a uni degree, but you're not pressurized to get a master's degree. Yeah, yeah, that's the it's the kind of like yeah So it's like there's a there's a social pressure or like there's a social like sort of norm that says like, oh if you want to remain competitive. You need to get a like this paper qualification, like a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas it's not the same for masters. Nobody's saying that you have to get it. Like yeah. In fact, you have to get a uni degree. Yeah. In fact, um, actually, I I went to like read up. No, but I guess I asked around. But I know like if you sign like the Waspec scheme in SAF, like they don't reward you after you get your like, degree or masters. Unlike the officer track, if you sign on as a Waspec. And then you got a master's degree. Like they won't pay you more because you got it. Unlike my officers. Uh, which they do if you get a master's degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from what I understand. So I guess like um there's also like some there's some like there's no expectation to get a master's, like I guess for some jobs also. It's it's, it's because like like if you're in a war spec course, right? You you yeah. probably don't have a degree. Yeah. Right. If you had a degree, you'd probably sign an officer. You move to master's already. You yeah. move, sorry, you move to officer. Yeah. They were trying to push for that one, as in like, I know, I I, I think, I, that's what I understand from the SF, like, mm-hmm. if you have officer level degree, they'll try to push you to, to like officer level roles. But if you yeah. choose to stay at a, at a lower level role, then of course they won't reward you, like, because like, like, obviously you don't intend to contribute back to the, to the organization, right? Yeah, or you're, you're thought of as contributing in, like, in, a, in a lesser capacity. Yeah, 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 exactly. So so I feel like that's 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 the reason why they don't reward like people in the Waspec course for going masters. Mm. It's because like like if you were if you were pursuing masters, right, that means you had the potential to go officer and then you declined. That means you are you you sort of like the one to to utilize your degree to 
to you yeah. know support to like contribute to the organization. So so yeah, that's it's sort of to this 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 it's just it's just sort of to like like discourage people from from staying in one position. Uh. They want to promote you and they want to level you up. Uh. Yep. That's that's like the the thinking behind it. That's so where 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 will we? Oh, after like, talking about uni degrees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like the expectation uh. Like people expect to. It's also out of necessity, but there's an expectation that it's quite heavy. I guess so. By choosing like a nomadic lifestyle, you're breaking free from that expectation. But I, not just in terms of university degrees, but also like the way like lifestyle. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're sort of like, yeah, breaking free from expectations, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It's like an alternative lifestyle, I guess. Alternative, not mainstream. Slightly unpopular. But, but, the, norm, but the fact, yeah, the fact that we say that it's not mainstream, right, implies yeah. that there's really a set path that that people usually end up in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if like, if it's if it's your life and you're free to do whatever you want, then then why why do we have to follow what what most people are doing? Yeah, I guess like that's the like, part of questioning social norms as well, right? Yeah. Like the social norm to like own a house or yeah uh, yeah. And I think like more and more young people are like feeling this way recently. Like they're not they're thinking like I think it's also access to information. Like they know that 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 there are other lifestyles out there yep. that they can live, so they can just live it lah. And yeah, people are free to do what they want, right? Yeah, actually, uh, to add back about the point when you said, uh, like we live our majority of our lives in Singapore, and we are like missing out, like in terms of traveling also. Uh, I guess to a certain extent, at least Singapore is quite globalized, so we are not m- like missing out on that much, like because we do have foreign cultures. There's exposure to foreign cultures in Singapore, even if we don't travel, but the extent to which that happens is might might not be so much. Compared to if you were to travel overseas, you know? yeah, I think I think I think in Singapore it's still limited though. Yeah, I I'm only thinking like exclusively in terms of like food, right? Like so, Singapore's food can be quite diverse, but otherwise, is it like, diverse? I I would say it is diverse, but I'm not sure. Okay, I guess compared to like other countries, you can yeah. consider it quite diverse. Yeah, but uh, if you want like more. If you wanted like lifestyle, like to see the other lifestyles or other, uh, other cultures, like in a more, um, holistic form, I guess, because we're only seeing a fraction of what other cultures offer, based on food, right? Now, yeah. food is not authentic, also. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. like, if it eat is eat like a, uh, let's say Japanese cuisine in Singapore. Unless it's yeah, the all the everything is not it's not as authentic as it was prepared in Japan. Mm-hmm. Unless of course you get like a Japanese chef, like Japanese ingredients, everything. Mm. But yeah, like, as in yeah, it's not as authentic. I would say that Singapore's cultural scene is quite lacking, I guess. Cultural scene as in our culture. Yeah, I guess in terms of how old we are, so like we we don't have that heritage necessarily. Yeah, we're, we're so, super, super young. Yeah. So compared to other countries whose architecture can be hundreds of years old or whose um uh cultural like attires like from an older time like Singapore doesn't have those like we don't have a we don't have architecture from a very long time ago or we don't have we don't even have really cultural wares like or attires to wear. Yeah. Yeah it's quite like out of I mean we guess we do have cultural attires so like like our our Chinese, you know Indian Malay they have their own like, yeah. traditional costumes. Yeah. Right? I guess so, but I guess it's I I guess it's not like a, it's like a you you wear out of formality in in Singapore, but you don't really, 
embrace it. Or I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe other countries also have modernized to a point where we don't really worry too much about it. Yeah, it's, the, it's, not, it's just tradition. La. Yeah. Right. But I, I agree with you that we do have a, like, a culture. Like, you know, like a very distinct... Like a history, yeah. Or like a... Culture. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it comes because, like, it, it comes about because Singapore is such a mix of, like, different, different like, pre-existing cultures. Yeah. Right? So, we have a, a, a so, like, so-called, like, distinct one. Like, we just have a mix of different stuff. Yeah. And I guess we're still quite early on. Yeah, and also, yeah, quite early. Yeah. In terms of nation building, in terms of other things. Yeah. Oh, but I guess also like the art scene in Singapore isn't helping, right? Like the art scene that's a bit lacking. Yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah, that, that was one point I wanted to bring up also, like mm-hmm. because like, like the arts, like uh, yeah, because I went actually I went to, uh, we were talking about this also, like okay, um, um arts in Singapore. Yeah. But like yeah, some basically Ariel, Ariel said that, or is it Matthew? Like, like yeah, I mean, then you know you know them, like, they, one of them mentioned like you know arts informs the culture in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Because like like uh like if you give people an artistic avenue, like a voice, like then they will have they will like express their stories. Yeah. Yeah, then they express like a, a very uniquely Singaporean uh perspective take on yeah. things. Then that 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 kind of like builds the culture. Yeah. But that I think that very um culture or like that very characteristic of being expressive is not a thing in Singapore. It's lacking in Singapore, I guess. Like, we don't really learn to express ourselves in Singapore, whether it's, like, political opinions or like, artistic opinions or personal emotions, I guess. Like, that's a lacking part. So, I guess, like, that's why, like, we lack a bit of that part. What else do you say? Do you say that the artistic expression informs like, the cultural yeah. d- development, is it? I guess, like, or the cultural... I, I informs cultural... Like yeah. yeah. So because we don't have like, a like a scene yeah. like a like people aren't, aren't willing to express themselves artistically in Singapore as much as they should, I guess. Um then yeah. our our heritage or like our culture is not as rich as it could be if people were to be more vocal about it. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. we, we yeah, our society is science and like math, STEM, STEM leading, right? And the STEM yeah. isn't isn't exactly like cultural or like yeah, it's just facts. Yeah, STEM is pretty yeah, like it's a, cold. It's, it's the same. It's the same everywhere, but arts is different depending on on location because it is a it's like a, a combination of people's shared experience and and their and their perspective yep. that is influenced by where they grew up, which is Singapore like, in our case. So Singapore yeah. artists have a very Singaporean like like a unique Singaporean twist. Yeah, which is what can form like the foundation of cultural. Yeah, I guess that's what people are looking for when they travel overseas also, right? They're looking for this rich, cultural richness or cultural depth that Singapore doesn't really offer that much. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Isn't that Singapore has a stronger culture of um, like being like sticking towards a social norm? So I think that's just Asian, like Asian okay. culture. Yeah, so like... But yeah, you're not wrong. Like deviating from a social norm is quite... Um, frowned upon, I guess. Or in fact, like social norms are quite enforced or prescribed in Singapore, compared to like yeah. in the USA, I guess. I'm not sure. Yeah. Other it's, Western it's countries. Just European. liberal versus like more liberal countries now. Yeah. So I guess versus like, Singapore's conservative. Yeah. Stance. Good observation. 
that puts the appeal of like traveling or not leading a nomadic lifestyle even more. Because like I guess in fact like when people lead nomadic lifestyles like they as in I guess to a certain extent like if they want to feel settled or they want to feel home like they won't they won't choose that kind of lifestyle. But if they want to explore like I guess like they feel that they have been home too much already, so they want to leave like that kind of familiarity behind. Yeah, yeah. That's the exact same like like uh, perspective I have also. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, if you trap in, in, in yeah. this in this small country. Yeah, like familiarity. Where everything sort of feels the same, yeah. Yeah. So you want to go out and explore what the world has to offer. Like. Yeah. Okay, I think it's how it's part of the like the attractiveness of the nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, and actually, you, I guess you're not even looking for anything in particular, right? You're just looking for something that's unfamiliar or something that's new. Yes, I guess it's a sense of adventure. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it doesn't... I'm not sure if it matters to you where you want to go. But I keep thinking that, like, let's say, if I were to travel overseas for university, like I would not go to a Asian... I, would, I wouldn't visit an Asian university to go. I would try to study in like somewhere elsewhere. Just so that I could experience a lifestyle that isn't like so vastly Asian. Different. Yeah, that is like vastly different. Well, I'm really trying to remember what point I was gonna make about art and culture. But I can't remember. Liberal arts. Huh? And liberal. Hmm. You're in US. Yeah. Uh, speaking of education, it all comes towards like a education in Singapore is a cookie cutter mentality. So creativity is not particularly encouraged as well. Which might account for our lacking art scene or lack of expressive, lack of expression, creative expression, political opinion expression, yeah. this kind of thing. Do you think so? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, I feel like our art scene is still developing. It's not, not non existent. I mean, we still have art schools and stuff. True. But it's, I think it's also because we are new. But yeah, like, uh, currently like where we are, it's not, it's not really arts focused. But in terms of the education system in Singapore as well, like it's not encouraged um, to deviate from what's tried and tested as well, right? Like, so I guess in like, when you take GP exams, like there are 12 questions and there's one very whack one. And you're not supposed to do that one. It's just there for fun, but the people who are ah, okay. w- willing to... Yeah. As in, so generally, people are encouraged to templatize your answer and just use the same template over and over again. I, I see that a lot in like O-level history and combined humanities. Mm, yeah. I think so, that's just the way that they test people nowadays. Oh, but even for like, yeah, I guess it's like the way that it's examined. Uh, like the exam is also, right? Like, yeah. Situ- oh, so sorry. Well, you were saying something, you say something again about the cookie cutter, cookie cutter lifestyle. Uh, cookie cutter education system right uh, the point about the education system that i was making is that the goal of education in singapore was very templatized yeah yeah i understand the template like it's like people people don't express themselves or like yeah. they're not encouraged to like voice their personal opinion yeah creativity is not rewarded as well in fact actually i guess even like teachers who create creative answers as well are unsure of how to assess it i mean that's because yeah it's hard to assess certain things, and most of the stuff that we are we are, we are examining, like we are assessed on, like, is like there is. I mean, in a sense, I I feel like, I feel like certain certain stuff like GP, 
you can sort of express your personal opinion in some way. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, the, but it's under a, fr- a framework. La. It's like they still give you the topics and then you, you get to take a stance, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is understandable. La. I feel like that, that, that isn't that much of an issue. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, because if, if they give you just a blank canvas, right, then it's hard to exact, like, assess everybody, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I feel like that's okay. But, but generally, like, I think the attitudes like, in the education system is like, take science, not arts. Yeah. So yeah, creativity is not encouraged, nor is it easy to create in terms of uh, rubrics for, for teachers or from, from the education system's perspective. And I guess in terms of GPS, what you mentioned, the idea about GP is to substantiate like, like opinions that you might have. So I guess that's good because people don't have an opportunity to learn that like in other contexts. So I guess GP is one of the ways that people form opinions, hopefully, and learn to substantiate them. But then again, I guess people found found a way to like go around it was to adopt some other people's um opinions or points. Adopt other people's opinions. Yeah, not say steal their ideas, but like like you know, you're borrowing or you're getting inspiration from other people's ideas and like examples, evaluation, and then like so it, it ends up becoming template again. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's unfortunate, like, because it's a easy, it's easier, right? It's more convenient yeah. to, to borrow ideas and to, to jump off from a template uh, answer than to form your own answer from scratch. Okay, but but like think about it, right? Like what what opinions are really your own? Oh, as in so that's a that you're saying that the idea is oh actually like we all are just conditioned to have like certain opinions. Yeah. Not have certain opinions. Like we, we, our beliefs are are shaped by our circumstances also, lah. So it's not, it's not just that like we came up with this intrinsically. Not yeah. all, not all of it, it was. We are, we are influenced by some by some things, mm-hmm. like one way or another. Yeah. Even when I do GP, when I think of like GP points and stuff, right? Like I'm not. It's like I look at the I look at the facts first, right? And yeah. then maybe I look at what some people are saying. Then it's like okay, this is like a strong point because I know that a bunch yep. of people are thinking the same thing. Yep. And there are like a bunch of facts to like back it up. So like then I, I make my, my, my stance based on that. So it's not really a stance that I came up with first, but it's more like a stance that I I, 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 I was led to by mm. other by evidence, you know. Cool, cool. That's interesting. Uh, I feel that I might be the reverse sometimes. I, I find points that I want to, uh, that are in, in agreement with what I believe. And then I steal those examples. So I remember for oh, uh, okay. for topics like um I think art and religion like some of the the points I didn't initially have, uh but it was my I guess my belief like so I I had that belief before I read the essay, uh, oh, the okay, like yeah, model essays and then like after I read those model essays I started to borrow some of those uh examples and evidence and explanations I guess so I could better substantiate my original point but uh I came up with the original point like outside of a GP context I guess. Okay, I understand. I think there are some questions that really test your 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 beliefs in that in that way, mm. which is yeah. So so on on like in that, those kind of scenarios, it's easier for you to come up with your own stance, and then afterwards like try to find, find back, examples. Yeah, to back, back yourself up. up. Your yeah, yeah. Uh, but how I, do you I come to that, that stance in the first place, though? No, I guess it's like outside because um, I think I want to th- I want to say it's like outside of a GP context, but I mean of course I, I will go back to like a environmental factors or like circumstantial like because of my circumstances so I was led to this um but just to back like just to elaborate more about those points 
I think I started off with, I, I think those like topics that encourage this is especially those like science versus religion kind of um, topics. Because some people have very strong opinions about that before GP. Like before they came, they, they came to like understand how GP like format, like the, how the GP format was assessed. Also, I mean, it's not difficult, but okay, I would say it is difficult. I would say that it's difficult for like, uh, like a level candidate also to have a worldview that is very developed or mature. It's no, but actually, now that you mentioned it, right, I feel like even if you think, even if you look at a bunch of evidence and facts, right, there might be some part of you that still disagrees with them. Because mm-hmm. oh, because like at the end point. of the day, like the, the decision to follow and, and accept these facts is up to you, right? Yeah. It's like an interpretation or a perspective kind of thing, right? Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, the choice is still yours, right? Let's say you're, like, you're an A-level student, you want to make a stance, you, you kind of like sort of lean towards one stance before you even do any research. Especially right? for non-STEM yeah. questions, lah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, true, true, true. But even for even for those STEM questions, they, they always also they also ask for a stance. Like there's a stance. So there's a personal take, like personal take on the on the topic, right? I guess. Mm. But it can also be which one is easier to argue. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I guess like that like we, we end up believing that, right? So Yeah. It's out of convenience now once again. But I was I was trying to I was going to the point where that it's not say unreasonable, but it's quite challenging for a uh, 19 year old or like 18 year old to have a very developed or mature worldview that is like very well informed and like can express their personal opinions on everything so it's, it's very hard for any but any age that kind of worldview though oh okay yeah that's true i, I didn't think i i had this impression that like what like 10 years from now i would i would have a very good understanding of everything but i guess it's very difficult to arrive at that yeah. point as well so yeah um, Listen, I don't think they expect you also as an like 18 year old I don't think they expect you to have like a very good understanding but like you they expect you to have some understanding yeah. you know what I mean yeah then some as you go on direction. Your, your, your view may change like, as you learn more about the world your opinions change yeah and yeah I guess you could say it's a better understanding or you could just say it's a different understanding based on your on your experience in life yeah yeah but then yeah so like going back to to like like no nomadic lifestyle. I think another one of the benefits is that you get a bigger worldview. Yeah. So like yeah, staying in one country like it, it's not just about like like exp- like going out to staying like the the cons of staying in one country is not just about about the the culture and everything. It's also about the worldview, right? And like yeah, part of it part of it is also like because everyone here thinks and grew up in the same environment, you all think the same way. Yeah. Education also plays a part, lah. Like you said, yeah. a cookie cutter lifestyle. So you want yeah. to go out there and explore other people's lifestyles and the way they view the world, mm-hmm. right? Which can be different from yours because they, their experience in life is different. Then like that sort of interaction with other people sort of like expands your own worldview then it leads you to like think differently, which I think is what people want. Uh. At least that's what I want, you know? Yeah. And I guess it came about in the first place because of the access to information to alternative. Yeah. Or... Uh, or like you see like, other people are, are having fun in that way, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that that's pretty cool, right? Because you're being exposed to, to, um, like a world that you might not have seen before. Yeah, oh. it's a different, entirely different environment. I like this topic more than like talk, talking about traveling. Like it's a good alternative 
like because topic i think traveling was one of the topics that like we want i wanted to discuss also but like this this makes a lot more sense i guess because it's this contextualizes it, it's similar but it contextualizes why like a lot more and like i i think like leading a nomadic lifestyle is a whole like it's, it's quite different from traveling also itself like traveling is like that's a touch and go kind of thing but but being a nomad is like a decision that i guess but the essence of it is like like the the idea behind traveling is because you want to experience a different way of life but yeah. you don't intend to live that way forever yeah right you just want to say like, okay it's like you taste yeah. test yeah it's like you want to you want to like dip your your your, your feet into the pool yeah see how it feels like then but you don't intend to swim yeah but it's like nomadic lifestyle is like you swim in the pool yeah which is like different different uh. so it requires yeah. a lot more like commitment yeah so so yeah, in, in a way, it's like traveling as a tourist is like very safe because you know you're going, you have a place to go back to. Yeah. Which yeah, like, it's like the the entire idea of like you know, Singaporean stable, the idea that you know this is your home, so you live here forever. Yeah, I think nomadism is just like a sacrifice because you are definitely sacrificing like um a sense of familiarity, a sense of home, uh, the security and the safety, or the comfort that came with like a uh, being in a place where you grew up, presumably, unless you grew up as a nomad in which case you probably yeah. want to settle down i would guess if you if you think about it like you can say that settling down is a sacrifice also you sacrifice your freedoms to, yeah. to explore the world you sacrifice certain aspects this is it's a pros and cons again now. yeah actually just, it is. yeah just because like the entire world says that the normal thing to do right, the so-called normal thing or like the quote-unquote uh yeah right thing to do is to settle down doesn't mean that you actually have to yeah. imagine if like, everybody's view was that oh it's normal to 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 go around the world yeah it's normal to live to live as a nomad. Then, then, then the the, the idea of settling down would be a very novel idea. Yeah, and exactly. it will be viewed like, oh, that's not really like doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's definitely a pros and cons kind of thing, because like commitment is also, um, it's in, it, it's both good and bad, right? I guess like committing to, uh, staying in a place. So will you will you like, would you live a nomadic lifestyle? I think, if I ever take a gap year or something like before if i'm in between jobs or something and i have some time like i think i might set a certain time frame for me to do it but that's not nomadic right it's, that's it's not nomadic, yeah like, you don't settle down ever again yeah that's like that's, that's, still, that's just traveling yeah that's still like traveling but not, but but like, not like not like <laughs> tourist kind it's like more extended traveling yeah it's extended like backpacking yeah i nah, i guess that's maybe it. like that's the most i would go because i don't think i could okay but you, i think why, why? Um, I don't think I think I appreciate creature comforts, and I'm I think like I I appreciate um like having material goods or so. Like, that's quite difficult for to give up like, mm. to be a nomad now. Yeah. But you do it for one year, lah. Yeah, I think I would do it for a year, like um backpacking. But I'm, I guess to I guess you can actually I think you can still call it nomadic if you think about it. Like, it just happens that that you stop after one year. Yeah, because if you imagine like you let's say you backpack for a year, that's quite a long time. One yeah. like a couple of months here, a couple of months there. That's sort of nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. Because you actually still have to sustain, like, keep, like work, work for yourself and like live, experience living as a nomad. So I think it sort of yeah. counts. Yeah, and I think uh, like for budgeting wise also, like if you're if you're living off like save money or like, your savings, like then that's tourism. But if you're thinking about sustaining yourself for a while longer than that, then that's like leading more, being more nomadic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I w- I would. Uh, how to say it? right now, uh, yeah, right now I would do the same as you. 
like take a year to go around and and yeah. uh, just travel. Yeah, travel a lot. I guess. Yeah, L- long term traveling, short term nomad, and long term traveling. Yeah, something like that. Just experience nomadic lifestyle. Sort of like experience it for one year because, like, yeah. In if I think of long term, right? Mm-hmm. I might I might want to go and work overseas, like find a job overseas. Yeah. Or like, like a job then, that requires you set, to travel. Or travel like extensively. Like. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of like nomadic, but like instead, instead of like the nomadic simplicity is like you work you just you just travel for work. Maybe you stay a couple of years in the country. That kind of idea. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually open to do that. I wonder if nomads like uh they keep in contact with like the friends that they make, like the transient friends that they make while while like traveling. Probably, yeah. but it yeah, but it's also it's also hard to make like long lasting friends. Actually, they probably have friends, but yeah. Anyway, they there's nothing stopping them from going back to the country that they once lived in, right? Yeah, to I catch guess, up with people. Yeah, if they wanted to like check in with people, yeah. yeah. So it's really up to them, I guess, and they're expensive. Yeah, they decide to go. Yeah, I guess the difficulty is if it is like feasible or something. Hmm. Money lah. Yeah. Maybe you, if you don't have enough money, you just stay in the country longer lo, until you can save yeah. up to fly away. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the kind of jobs that you do as well. If it's like a cleaning job, I think you won't have like as much of an experience than if you were a bartender. But let's say you were a bartender, you could talk to a lot of people. But if you yeah. like, uh, if you were a cleaner or something, then you might not be able to interact with the locals as much as if you were doing other jobs. I think it was a very interesting idea. Interesting conversation. We didn't really plan this out that much. But we, yeah. we kind of stuck to the topic. Anyways. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I guess there was... Back- also. Yeah, no, but there's a lot of stuff to say. I, I think it, it, even when we tried to go into like arts and culture and education, like the local scene like in Singapore, why we, why we might consider being a nomad. Like, there are so many the tangents that we could have gone through like in more in depth. But I guess it was cool that we like stuck to the nomad theme, I guess. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't mean that, that I guess like we've exhausted the topic also. Like you said, well, I we can like go and delve into the different aspects, like arts and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, or education, right? right. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was a good topic. Yeah, interesting, interesting topic. I mean, I guess yeah, like, traveling, traveling, and like, like wanting to go overseas has been like a big part of my, my um, I don't how how do you say it? it's like something that I, that I'm interested in mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I put it like that. Yeah, something that that I'm I'm interested in doing, like just traveling. I think a lot of people like traveling also. But, but like for me, it's more than just traveling. It's also like living, living there. You know, not just traveling. It's like it's as a tourist, it's pretty easy. It's pretty like like you know, but like actually living there, like experiencing life there, is kind of different from being a tourist. Tourists you just go there for the attractions, but living you wanna like learn, experience the, the culture. I mean like so experience like like life, you know, the, the mundane day to day stuff also, but like in a different environment. Yeah, the places that you go is quite different also. Like I would think that for traveling like. Like you can also always like visit the expensive restaurants like every day like and just like yeah. spend money. But if you were living there, like you would you would live. Yeah, you wouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, you think about like okay, you need to save up a bit. You need to um, budget yourself. Yeah. 
And you go to different places as well. Yep. I guess that that's it for for the today. Uh do you have anything else you want to say? No. You can conclude you can conclude that. Alright. Well um thanks for coming. Yeah. And listening to uh, us talk about um traveling, I guess, nomadic lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this is this is interesting to you guys. I think it's yeah. quite interesting to talk about. Yeah, yeah. It was about asking like the why, I like the why this is so novel for me. Wow, uh, yeah. I mean, generally, I like I like to ask. I like I like I like when conversations go into the why. You know, mm-hmm. instead of just the what. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, that's 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 what that's what the 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 content lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, meaningful conversation. I guess, understanding the self better as well. Okay, I guess that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.